Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with musician Jordan Adetunje and we have a delightful chat. Jordan's great um, and this chat goes all over the place, much like Jordan's influences. It's, uh, it's a real melting pot of, of genres and, and that's very much reflected in today's discussion. It's lovely. Um, before we get on with that chat, I'd like to thank the official sponsor of Off The Beaten Track, which is Hotel Chocolat. Hotel Chocolat, I don't need to tell you all about the chocolate because you've all been in the shops, you've all seen the shops, you've all had the delicious chocolate. You know that that's what they do. That's their USP. Anyway, should you happen to be walking past one of their shops and you don't fancy a brew, go in there and try their hot chocolate because it's pretty special. You can get their velvetizers and, and all of that so you can make it at home. Um, I've been really lucky because they've been on board for a few years now. They they send me bits and bobs, so they've sent me one of them velvetizers. So I've got to make some really nice hot chocolates. And the thing that they send me, which is the thing that I like to go on about, is, well, I like a little drink, me. And if you can have a bit of a boozy do, and it's got that kind of chocolatey edge to it, oh, mate, trust me, it's it's amazing. There's vodka, there's gin, um, there's like gin cocktails, vodka cocktails. But the creamy shots, that's where it's at. I don't even know if they're shots or they're like a, a, a long creamy drink. It's like a Christmassy drink. You know that kind of warm, velvety, chocolatey. You know the stuff. It's lovely. But they do uh, a mint chocolate, an orange chocolate, uh, an espresso martini, a salted caramel, and they're all top draw. I'm not just saying that. If I didn't like it, I'd probably say, go and get some of their chocolate because their booze is a bit naff. But it's not. It's delicious. So this isn't me just having to say it because they're my sponsor. It's lovely. Every time I record um, the 80s podcast, I do the Acceptably in the 80s podcast, we polish off a bottle of it every night. It's ridiculous. It's that delicious. Anyway, and when I do the little face-to-face episodes, always take a bottle of that along, and the guests are always like, mate, I'm like, I know. Anyway, I'm not hard selling on you. I'm just saying it's delicious, and it's getting near Christmas, so why not Why not give it a go? I've been banging on about it for long enough. I also want to thank Scroobius Pittman, everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. You know the drill over there. It's the home of all the good podcasts, and I'm lucky that I've kind of blagged in as someone's plus one. I'm there at the back, back of the queue, just kind of jumping up and down, meandering the air, saying, don't forget about me. I'm here. I'm here. 
I'm here because I'm, well, I'm 450 episodes in. That's how long I've been here now. I'm definitely the oldest person on the on the network, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, 450 episodes. So if you're just here for the first time listening to Jordan, when you finish that chat, go and have a look in the back catalogue because I've had some incredible guests from Allo Black through to oh blimey, uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, the Killers, Suede, uh, the Vaccines, gosh, the Kooks. Chuck D of Public Enemy. Um, oh, do you know what? I was doing some artwork the other day, and I was going through all the different um, guests I've had and putting this big collage together. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot I had them on. Mel C. I've had a Spice Girl on the podcast. That's a really good chat. Uh, I've had some boy bands on. I've had I've had members of Boyzone, um, and I've had some incredible acting talent. Like I feel like I've had the kind of a big part of the cream of the kind of the, the real gritty British um, actors out there from Smile, like Michael Smiley through to Thomas Turgoose, Joe Hartley, Maxine Peake, Amanda Abinan, just incredible acting talent. Um, and there's loads more. Um, big, big DJ, Scala, uh, Fat Boy Slim. God, who else? I've had loads. I've had loads. So just go and have a rummage in the back catalogue because honestly, whatever you're into, you'll go... I'll check that one out. I'll definitely check that one out because there's stacks, stacks and stacks and stacks. 450, in fact. One more thank you. Um, I'd like to thank the team at the Blue Murder Club podcast who produced this podcast. So thank you very much for, for doing that. If you like true crime, then go check out that podcast. It's ace. They talk about all your favorite. Can you call them your favorite? All the big hitters, all your your super famous serial killers and, and some ones that you wouldn't have heard of that as you're listening to it, you're thinking, oh my God. Christ, where do these people come from? Um, Blue Murder Club, go check it out. Uh, lastly, you lot. Thanks, you lot, for um, letting me record 450 episodes. I mean, I've recorded I've recorded one today. I've recorded with Gary Crowley today. Um, I recorded this episode that you're about to listen to yesterday. I mean, these, these times are going to mean nothing to you. But um, I had an incredible recording with Gary Crowley, which is coming your way soon. And I'm just, what I'm trying to say is I'm still having so much fun doing this. Uh, I get to chat to so many interesting people, uh, as you're about to find out, because one of those people is, is, is Jordan, and it's a wonderful chat, this one. Um, you can support the podcast. And I know this is a bit that everybody skips, because they just want to get to the kind of, you know, the juicy chat with Jordan. Um, but it does matter. And if, like, you can just pause this for 20 seconds and just pop on your socials, and just drop us a little thumbs up on one of my posts. That'd be lovely. Or just share it or retweet it. Um, if you want to drop me a message, just say, hello, uh, why don't you get blah, blah, blah on? I'd love that. Um, and if you're feeling really generous and you want to access my radio shows, you want to watch this episode because I put all the videos up on my Patreon. So you can watch them all ad free. You can get access to loads of radio shows, loads of Spotify playlists, like all sorts of stuff over there. Um, and that costs you a dollar a month. And this is the weird thing, isn't it? Because this is the point where people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you talk about it every week, but yeah, I'll uh, oh, I'll listen to the episode, and then you forget, and you never get around to doing it. But while it's paused at the moment, because you've just done your little social media like tweet, rather than just skipping it now, why don't you just go and have a look at my Patreon? It's a dollar a month. like So that's that's 20p a week. And I'm totally aware that times are tough. Um, but if you can spare 
20 pence a week, it'd be amazing because it goes in the pot to to cover the production and putting together and, and, and the marketing and everything of this podcast. I say marketing, it's just me just designing it all and, and it's a very much a DIY thing. So uh, you're just, you're basically that dollar's just saying, thank you, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and yeah, and you also, by doing that, get access to the live shows. So I do a monthly online show where uh, we all jump on Zoom and we talk about records and uh, we, we sometimes discuss the, the questions that I ask in the podcast and how you would answer them. And so you get to feature on an episode and hang out and just hang out with a really lovely bunch of people and, and talk about records and just be a bit nerdy. You can, I mean, you can get as involved as you want. You can have your camera off and your mic off and just watch. It, does, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so you also get access to that. So that's over on Patreon dot com forward slash off the beat and track you can find out about everything about this podcast at the website off the beat and track com. let's get on with it please enjoy today's episode of off the beat and track podcast with jordan adetunje it's off the beat and track podcast on the distraction pieces network me stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Jordan, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, well, all right. Well, all right. Thank you. Where are you? So I'm in London at the moment. Nice, nice. Yeah. Whereabouts? I am staying around Paddington. Oh, lovely. lovely. Yeah. Um, well, look, Jordan, before we get on to your song picks and stuff, tell me a little bit about how you found the weird 18 months that was lockdown. Tell me how you found that personally and tell me how you found that creatively. I found it very interesting because it's like I was really trapped into my own thoughts and it made me think a lot deeply into things, you know, because you're at home, you're in your own environment for a long length of time. And I feel it made me more creative and it also made me appreciate a lot of things a lot more there's some things that we were like taking for granted a lot and i still think like sometimes it's weird to think that that really happened that we were really in lockdown and i feel like a lot of people maybe forgotten or they're just moving on with their lives but it's just like it really really stuck with me and i wrote a lot of songs in that period did you feel the kind of pressure to as, as a musician you know you live busy lives and when all of a sudden you get a, an opportunity where you're thrust into having nothing to do, theoretically, mm -hmm. uh, did you feel that pressure to utilise that time really smartly? Or was it like, I mean, don't get me wrong, most of us, when we first went into lockdown, the sun was shining and it was like, hey, holiday. Like, this yeah, is great. Like, like, like. But how long did it take before you was like, do you know what? This doesn't actually look like it's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Like, you know, it's really weird. When I speak to different musicians, some were like, I just had to grab it and just push, push, push. But then others were like, it just didn't feel right. It just like yeah. the, 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 the vibe weren't there. So I didn't push it and it, it come with time. Like, how does it work for you? Um, it took about two, three weeks, I would say, for it to kick in properly and be like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, I'm not going to be able to like shoot videos as much as I was doing or do this or be out here meeting people and, you know, net the usual networking sort of stuff. So it was kind of weird, but it made me think more into the creativity of what I was doing at the time and really deep into that. And I really dwelled into the music. So I think that helped. I think it helped me in that way 
and it helped me to be more creative and also listen to other stuff that I wasn't listening to as much. What like? Tell me what. Like different music. So I was I got really big into indie music like okay. during the lockdown period, like massively into it and sort of a lot of more post-punk sort of stuff. Um, I was listening to um, Current Joys, like a lot of stuff like that. And it was just, I don't know, I, I felt like there's just something in this music that is really different. And I, I dwelled back into my old listening of like Joy Division and stuff like that. And it's just like, I was so inspired. Like, it made yeah. me so inspired. Yeah. Fucking hell. If you're literally isolated in lockdown, you throw Joy Division in the mix as well. Jesus, that's heavy, man. I know, I know. And I went back. And I even watched the, uh, the biopic and everything. What one did you watch? 24 Hour Party People or Control? Um, what was the second one? Control. Control. Right. That's the one I watched with yeah. uh, Ian Curtis. And then the whole story and everything of like how he passed away. And then the woman was, where his girlfriend's there and the girlfriend with the music. It's a, it, a lot of it. And even the way he was dealing with a lot of the um the episodes that he was having and stuff like that with his um i forgot what illness he had epilepsy epilepsy yeah he was dealing with the epilepsy and everything on stage uh, i thought that was just really interesting and i, I went I was, I was just watching a lot of biopics i don't know why but i got really into it i was watching the miles davis one as well so it was oh, quite that's interesting. great as well that yeah that was really really good yeah yeah wonderful all right well let's start your playlist and uh jordan tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro so I had two. So because I'm a big rap fan, it was Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmare. And it's like the way it transitions into like a really, really slow, emotional, melodic, melodic rap song. And then it's just like, boom, straight away, it just hits with like a hard beat. And I loved that because I felt no one was expecting that. So I really loved that song. And another great one for me was, let me remind myself, Paramore Ignorance. I don't know why. I just really love the intro. It was between that and like um, Queen, but I love Paramore as well. So I had to put Paramore. I'm loving, I'm loving. This is genre busting. There is no direction to this. I know. It explains myself, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when when you're writing and and, and you're you're, you know, obviously a, a young artist and and it's it's something I'm always intrigued to when I speak to to, to young artists about this this very thing because a lot of the time I speak to more kind of older established artists that maybe sort of sold the, the lion's share of their records in the sort of 90s and 90s. Uh But the way that people consume their music now, and I, I watch my, my, my daughters are, are 17 and 20 and I watch how they they get their music and there's lots of TikTok and there's lots of, yeah. it's all, it's lots of focus on Spotify playlists and such. And, 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 and I know there's still a desire there for radio play and things like that. But their thumbs move very quickly, Jordan, and their attention spans, I hope I'm generalising here, don't seem to be quite as long as what perhaps they were when me and my friends were their age. Uh, I agree. And so with, with that in mind, how much of these, you know, fast-moving attention spans and TikTok culture and... um you know, the, the, the desire to get on Spotify playlists and hooking them instantly, you know, because it's such a saturated market of music, you know, you've got to stand out. How much of that, if you kind of get where I'm framing the question, how much of that filters through into your creative process? I feel it makes me more creative in an aspect that maybe some artists didn't have to before. It's like, 
TikTok's so fast, and it's like you have to grab someone's attention within like five seconds. So it kind of thinks, what is what am I going to do that's so striking, or what what sound are they going to hear that's striking that keeps that person hooked? Why are they going to be hooked? And I feel it makes me think more on the creativity. How am I going to keep someone hooked into this video? What am I going to say that's going to grab someone's attention? So I feel it's a lot of that, and some of it is like almost an interest of sounds. Like I found a lot of the music that blows up on TikTok sometimes. It's the, it's something that can work into a small video, a small clip, but it fits an emotion or a feeling. So I feel like everything is like quick, sort of a quick dopamine sort of rush. And I feel it's like they're grabbing that and it's given that. It's like I've heard songs on TikTok blown up and people are like, I don't know why I like it, but I like it. And it's just like, it's kind of that. And it can be any type of music. It can be literally anything. So I feel that's interesting. But at the same time, I feel like, the beauty and transitions of music of when music like back in the days where it was like you'd have a you'd have an intro you'd have the long and then you have a breakdown then you have a big transition and then the song would go elsewhere into something else and i feel like that i wish that was still you know alive to aspect i know some artists still do it but i just i feel it will come back but i feel like if tiktok can that that world can divert into people checking out the albums that'll be fantastic and people actually diving into the artists i really hope that happens more i i I totally agree and i think it's um you mentioned queen earlier and you know we're also you know well versed in, in in queens hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Music. But I think if a young artist walked into a label now, and I've wrote a song called Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. and uh, they're going to be like 30 seconds in and going to be like, mate, what's going on? Yeah, where's the, where's the chorus? Like, yeah, where's like... the chorus? It's, <laughs> it's, it's more like a, it's it's a journey. I feel like those two songs are journeys, and I feel like that doesn't happen as much anymore. I feel it's like a, a dopamine rush, like it's just quick. But I feel like you have to find out your way to to draw those people in. Do you, you think? Know? Do you think that, uh, an element of that comes from you know, being established and having 
like a couple of successful albums under your belt that the label then goes, okay, you can, you can experiment. You can be a little bit Radiohead on this, or you can, you know, you can push the boundaries on this and we're not going to pressure you for radio edits and things like that. Do you think a lot of that comes from artists, you know, you look at bands like Elbow and things like that, that are putting out however many albums they've put out now, but that sort of thing is not filtering through into their creative process because they're established. They've got their, their, their following. But I, I do wonder now, Ha, ha, you know, if if you had some huge intro that that took thirty seconds before a vocal kicked in or a chorus, if you get laughed at the building, oh, you probably would. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, I feel like even with my label at the moment, it's just like I'm allowed to be as creative because it's like what's going to grab the people. As so if it's grabbing the people and people are tuning in, you never know. I feel like, but it could be the sound. Like that's why our TikTok is so creative. I feel like the sound alone. Could make people go and tune into the you know 30 second and they just might like just like that intro yeah you don't know at this point you know like I've, there's been times i put up a part of a song it might not do as well on tiktok and then i put up a separate part of the same song and it does well on tiktok because it grabs people i don't know why but it did yeah you know okay tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you please i think it was Luther Vandross Dance With My Father I think it was that song yeah that's a powerful record right yeah it is it really is my mum played it and I remember like feeling like an overwhelming emotion I don't know why it just it just sounded beautiful to me yeah, yeah. he's uh, his voice is off the scale oh yeah off the scale it's like I happen to be of an age where when he blew up and certainly the, the whole kind of you know, mid mid to late eighties soul scene kicked off in the UK, uh, and it was with some some of the music I guess come a little bit before that track. You know, the Give Me the Reason album and Never Too Much album, and and it's so weird that so many of them tracks still find their way. Like you drop Never Too Much in a club, doesn't matter where. It's yeah, going it's such a tune. It's gonna and, go uh, off like that's so true. <laughs> yeah, and what's beautiful is if like I don't know if you do you know much about how how, how kind of Luther really found his you know, found his way and how he got, got where he got. Not really. I, I didn't look up much of him. I just realised, like, how he died and stuff like that. But I didn't really look in how he blew up. So he was a backing singer. I mean, he was in a band called Change, but he was a backing singer as well. Oh, uh, and have you ever heard Young Americans by David Bowie? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a legendary song, actually. When you listen to it, have another listen, and when you hear "Ah, oh, he was a young American," it's Lufa, and you can no hear way, no way you can hear his voice. And it was Bowie that was a big, big person in pushing Lufa through as this as this amazing no, singer. No, I'm going to have to look that up. Now. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I've got that. bucket loads of pointless information like that, Jordan. Don't worry. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, unreal. Okay, so so where was growing up? So I grew up in London until I was 10. And then I moved to um, Belfast. So I'd say I really grew up in Belfast. Like, I lived my whole life there. You know, I went to school there. Did, like, the last year of primary school there. And then I just did all secondary school there. I even did, like, uni in uh, Northern Ireland as well. So that was quite interesting. Um, interesting experience, you know. Uh, especially growing up in London, you know, through primary school, and then they suddenly just go into Belfast. It was a weird change, weird environmental change, and everything. Like there wasn't many people that looked like me in my class, and it made me 
see both sides of the world in a different way, you know? And I thought that was quite interesting for myself because I think it really helped even with my music as well because it's like even before I was doing music, it was a kind of a thing where I was listening to different cultures and it kind of made me look at another side of the culture, Northern Irish culture and English culture and see the difference as well as like having the background of Nigerian culture at home. So it's like I could see everything and I look at things a lot differently now, you know? Do you think like you've... um you've developed a, a resilience and a confidence from, you know, both London and Belfast are, are you know, are tough cities and, uh, and to also feel, you, you know, uh, that, that there wasn't many people that, that maybe looked like you or talked like you when you moved to, to Belfast. Like, do you think that you developed an armor from that? Yeah. I'd say I, I did. I said I definitely developed some form of armor, armor and a kind of thing of like, okay, I'm going to have to toughen up. And I feel it made me more confident. It definitely made me more confident because I had a brain. I was like, okay, I'm going to do what I want. I'm really different anyway, so who cares? I'm really weird, so I can be weird anywhere. <laughs> I can be yeah. weird here. And I feel like it doesn't. nothing really phased me after that. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, let's stay in the formative years, and I'm going to ask you for, for track three. Do you want to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school? Oh, a song that reminded me of my time at school was actually Drake Headlines. And the reason why is because it was on, it was on like, when people used to listen to music on TV, like it was just there all the time. So I always remember that or seeing it like after I'd come back from school. So that that's why I chose that song because it's just like always there. Because Drake was like just really blowing up at that time, you know. But by, by your own admission, there, you said you know you was you you was comfortably weird at school, and obviously shifting schools is is always pretty traumatic and 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 difficult uh, for anyone. Tell me a little bit about school. You know, did you enjoy it? It's funny. Um, yeah, school was weird for me. School was always very weird for me. It's like I felt like I could do things, but like. I was always so focused on other things. I get easily distracted. I was very easily distracted in school. I didn't really, if I didn't have an interest in something, I wasn't really doing it. Like that was very much who I am. And it was always very weird because I always had various groups of friends. I could always fit into different groups, <laughs> into different friend groups. I, I'd be friends with the guys that are into games. I'd be friends with the guys that are into football because I was into so much just because I had been living in so many different places. So I kind of, knew a bit about everything so it was able for me to adapt but I don't think I really I just didn't like authority I think I think in school I really had a problem with authority I didn't like it I didn't like having to feel that I need to do something which sounds a bit weird um but yeah I just didn't like the feeling I always wanted to do my own thing so I feel like I had I had an English teacher and she always brought out the creative side in me she was like my one of my first english teachers and that's one thing that i always remembered through school and that really helped me is like she told me to bring out my creative side and if that's what i want to do that i should just focus on that and i feel that that helped me quite a lot did you know what you wanted to be when you was at school um yeah i i think i knew i knew when i was in like third year that's what we call it in Belfast. but i, I think that's when i kind of knew i was like i'm definitely doing music like, I'm definitely, definitely doing music. And I played trumpet, like, just to get out of class. So I used to be in the school band. So I played I played trumpet. I did a few grades there in the trumpet. And I just did that. So I'd be 
go to the school band and I ended up really enjoying it you know it's just like I learned so much and I was listening to a lot of classical music you know and I feel that that helped me open my mind up to thinking that I can do this you know I mean what about home was home musical yeah so um my um my auntie she's very 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 creative she used to sing choirs and stuff like that but my mom my mom used to sing when she was like younger and stuff like that she used to just do it for a hobby she used to enjoy it but um not but other than that not really you know um my brother he started learning piano and stuff like that but my mom one thing she did is she would always try to at least get us onto one instrument or try it and if we didn't like it she didn't really she didn't push on it but me with the trumpet i just wanted to do it so i was doing it and i was like playing it in in churches and stuff like that and i started to just develop a lot with that was she comfortable on stage yeah i i think i grew the confidence because i i think i had messed up so many times before that i just didn't care it's just like the feeling of messing up didn't scare me anymore so i was just like okay so it made me super confident on stage so that's why now i'm just i don't care you know yeah yeah tell me the first track you remember buying from a shop oh the first track i think it was michael jackson invincible i always remember that album because it was like um it was an album that is not the typical thriller or anything but i remember getting into michael jackson quite late and it was like selling for like a really cheap price and i had like money in my uh from school that my mom used to give me that i never spent on snacks and i just went in I can't remember. I think it was probably a HMV at the time. I, something like that. I went in and I bought like a Michael Jackson Invisible CD and I played it. And I was like, this is insane. But it was not an album that was one of his biggest, but it was so good. And I felt like it was so underrated. And I always, now when I meet people, I'm always telling people, you need to listen to this album of Michael Jackson. They're like, oh, I've never actually heard this album before. And I was like, yeah, exactly. It's so good. So like, yeah, that, that one is definitely one of my favorites. Was, was that like one of the last ones? yeah i would say it's one of the last ones maybe it was probably like 2002 it had like you rock my world and stuff like that on it i think that's the record that it might have been the one after that i don't know if you know this but um i, I had someone on the, the, the podcast about four years ago and they were telling me about uh how because you everybody knows that you know we've we've with Off the Wall and Thriller, like he was ahead of the game constantly. Yeah. Producers or, or whatever, you know, he he was just moving the goalposts constantly. Um, but on... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I think he might be invisible. Or the, or the, the record that followed that, he was messing with these kind of sounds. I don't know if you know this. It's another one of my pointless facts. Um, Love it. <laughs> but he looked into goosebumps, and oh wow, like because not everybody gets goosebumps. Yeah, uh, but there's a certain thing that triggers goosebumps. Yeah, and they found this kind of sound or bass sound or or whatever it was within the music that triggers goosebumps, and. And that was something that Michael Jackson like threw all over this album. He wanted a physical response to the audio. Like, wow! Now I have to look that up. <laughs> that's pretty because fucking that's, crazy, that, man. That album literally gave me goosebumps. I'll never forget it. There's so many songs in it. They're so beautiful. I was like, wow. Yeah, he knew you was going to get goosebumps. He knew that yeah. before he'd even played it, man. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> that album is so beautiful, man. So beautiful. Um, I mean. I've asked you about sort of confidence of being on stage and uh, and things like that, but you've, Jordan, you've chose a chose a really tough industry uh, to 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 create a career within. Uh, tell me about your relationship with drive. How driven are you? Very, very driven. I feel like that's what's kept me going and kept me here. You know what I mean? Like my drive is a lot, and it's. it's so important to me because like even music i treat it like i always say this i say it's like a it's like a do or die thing for me it's kind of a thing it's just like i'm going to do everything it takes to make this sort of thing happen to where i want it to be try everything that's possible and if it doesn't work i will know that i tried everything and if i i don't want to ever be like oh i should have tried this or i should have done that i'm going to try everything and it's that that's how hungry i was and that's how much i want the things that i want and I just know if I'm interested in something enough, I'm going to do everything till I get there. And that's definitely me. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to do all the right things to get to that point. So I feel like that's where the drive comes from. And also like changing my life as well. I felt like all the things I've been through in my life, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I, I really want to change my life to do what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's why I just had to use the drive to continue my music and just keep going. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, I'm going to take you clubbing, and uh, and and, and, I, and uh, I talk, and I, I generally sort of ask this question retrospectively. But you're a young man; you should still be out enjoying the, the world of clubbing. Um, yeah. Tell me the, the song that that soundtracked or soundtracks 
your clubbing? Songs that soundtracks my clubbing. That's so interesting. Um, Tell me about clubbing. There's a song that I like really right now that I keep hearing. It's funny, but it's, it's, it's a Beyonce song. It's the new one. Like, I really like that song. And I feel like I've heard that in the club so much. But that, I think that one, I can't remember what it goes, what it's called, but it's so good. It's like one of the dancey ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you, yeah. are you going, are you going like dance clubs, R&B clubs, indie clubs? Where are you going? Oh, I got a lot of hip-hop clubs. A lot of hip-hop clubs, like hip-hop clubs and dance clubs. Hip-hop and dance is my thing. Like I've been really getting into like drum and bass lately. I don't know why. Don't have a clue, but I love it. Like I just love it. And I love I love the hip hop as well. Like hip hop is that's one of my main things. I love it. I love um, 50 Cent. Definitely, I'm hearing him in the club a lot still to this day. You still hear a 50 Cent song. So yeah, he's like he's one of my favorites. Definitely, I'm hearing a lot of UK rap as well in the clubs, which is interesting. Which I like. You're hearing a lot of like T on Wayne and Russ and stuff like that, which is sick. Yeah, it's it's so weird. UK hip hop. It's like uh, you know, as somebody that is is of an age. Well, I, I, I've I've got a venue, and my, my venue we used to we we way back in the day, like we brought over um, iced tea, um, iced tea, yeah, um, and and I'm trying to think who else we had on uh, Rob Bass. Uh, we, we we brought over a lot of uh, hip hop acts to the UK, but in regards to UK hip hop, it was like it was so kind of sort of frowned upon back in the in the sort of late eight or mid mid to late eighties. Like uh it wasn't legit, you know, it wasn't from the States. And like and it's been amazing to sort of see that change over the years and um, and whether it be, you know, through through garage or through grime or through even you know artists like the streets just, you know, yeah, utilizing, you know, the 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 the, the, the I guess essentially the punk ethos of hip hop and uh and and making it happen. It's like can you you know, when you talk about Joy Division and, and post-punk and, and and your love of hip-hop, can you see the parallels in there of that kind of punk? Yeah. I think that's why I like it so much. Because people always ask me, like, that is, like, two ends. Like, why do you like that music and why do you like this music so much? Because it's just, like, it's just, they're together in this way. It's just punky. It's just so, like, saying the rawest thing in the most emotional way that you can say it without caring. And I think, I think I like stuff like that. Anything that is like screaming, like just the rawness, like rawness. I just love. So I, that's why I think I love joy division, like the cure, like all stuff like that, where they're expressing themselves in different way. And then rap hip hop, they're like expressing what they've gone through or expl explaining stuff or even flexing, showing off and being like, I've got this, I've got this, you know, I find that so cool. Cause I feel like it's just like flexing your reality or, talking about your pain in a different way i just love that okay i'm gonna take you home for uh for this track and tell me a favorite song from an artist from your home county please oh yeah that that, that was an easy one for me it would have been gary, are we are we, gary are we going to belfast you belfast belfast yeah. so gary murray still got the blues tell me about that i love that song so i first heard of gary murray because I went to Asheville um, Boys High School in Belfast and um, he actually went to that school and that's how I knew and my principal always said it like he said it all the time so I was like let me go and check out this guy so I looked it up and I, I was watching like live videos on uh, YouTube with, of him and he's incredible incredible guitar player like insane and I was like this guy is so good so I had like an iPod like a green iPod and I remember 
having it and I downloaded that and I just kept playing it and playing it. I was like, yeah, this guy's insane. So that is one of my favorite songs. And I also had another one, which is like, it's obviously legendary, but like a Snow Patrol, you know, um, Chasing God, all the all the type of songs. But yeah. Snow Patrol is probably the biggest, the biggest to come out of Belfast. But my favorite song by Snow Patrol was definitely Chasing Cars. Yes. I love Run too. Yeah, Run's a banger, man. Yeah, right. Run's a banger. Um, do you think like so much of like the, the, the big exports of, of of Belfast music is is guitar music? Yeah, definitely. I'd say it was the it's the biggest. Like guitar music is the most prominent, definitely. Indian uh, guitar music. I mean, tell me a little bit about the kind of you know because as 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 a forty nine year old white guy from Essex, I'm, I I know nothing about the 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 Belfast you know young hip hop scene. Like what's happening out there. You know, in regards to sort of hip hop and 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 you know, drum and bass and such, it's really starting to come along. You know, it's starting to come along. Obviously, I'm like, there's guys doing it before me. I'm the first one to kind of like start pushing the boundary a bit more. But there's some really great guys. There's a, there's a guy called John Sue. Um, he came well, you know before me, and he he has a fire in the booth. <laughs> you know, I think he was great, and he was really giving that rawness of Belfast and like what it's like. You know, and I and I thought that was brilliant. Um, seeing that. Um, there's some you know, sort of kids as well coming up on me. They started drill. There's like Belfast drill now and Northern Irish drill. And there's an Irish, even further down south, there's great um, Irish rappers that come out like Cello and stuff like that. Some great acts that he uses like, a, he'd use like Gaelic samples or like, I think it's, no, Irish, Irish tunes and then sample them into drill. And it sounds crazy. And he like raps over them in an Irish accent. I think that's really creative. So yeah, it's really cool. There, there was a great Irish rap band um, in the in the early nineties uh, called Marksman, and uh, Marksman? yeah, oh, wow. and uh, and they've they've got a track a track. If you get a chance, check it out. It's called Ship Ahoy. Uh, Ship Ahoy, I have to check that out. And they've got Sinead O'Connor singing on it as well. Uh, no way! And it's like uh, I, saw, I saw them live supporting Depeche Mode. They were awesome, and I was like, "Where's this band from?" And it was lots of kind of sort of traditional Irish music. But with like breaks and beats, and like, and then you you throw oh, Sinead yeah. O'Connor's vocal over it, and it was like, whoa, like, oh. yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, mate, check it out. It's uh, it's Definitely really, it's, it's really good. Well, look, I'm telling you about uh, songs that I want you to hear for the last track. This is where uh, I ask you to tell our listeners about a song that you think they may not know that you would like them to hear. Okay, everyone, I'm sure from UK music is like. N dubs, everyone knows of N dubs, but a song that I want to hear is it's by Daffy from N dubs, right? And it's called Count on Me, and it's so beautiful. Like, it's, it's a it won't be expected from obviously his usual stuff, but I think it's one of the most beautiful songs ever. Like, <laughs> so beautiful. I think people should check it out. It's so weird because, like, I mean, I've not heard the words Daffy for about five years, and like, there you go. And, and it's weird because I guess N dubs, like, kind of gets kind of forgotten in musical history a little bit you know and yeah. it's always nice when people pull something and go hey look before you write these off check this like yeah literally so what what it's can just... people expect from it they will expect like they would say if 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 ed sheeran wrote this like sang this song or is it this would be like a number one to me personally i think it would, would be a number one because it's such a beautiful song and the way it's done it's just something that intrigues me because it's not something that you would expect from you know a uk rapper that is like that's done that does different type of music but it's mostly uk rap 
and you hear this sort of piece and you're just like, wow, that's the sort of stuff I want to do. So like that to me is just amazing. Like I love that song. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast. So we put yeah. all the tracks on there that you've spoken about today, Jordan. And obviously we'll, we'll add some of your music and, and, and on that, what can people expect from you uh, for the rest of this year and, 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 uh, and into next? Uh, definitely exciting new music. Um, hopefully get some uh, more shows on the go, but definitely exciting new music. I've been experimenting a lot with my sound and I really want to drag more of my influences in there as well as like show, showcasing what I can do uh, vocally and musically. Like I'm, I'm really excited to pass the new content I've been making because it's really interesting. Wonderful. And if people want to find out about what you're up to, where, you, where the gigs may be, uh, releases and such, where's the best place to keep up to speed? Uh, Jordan Adetunji, you can find me everywhere on all platforms. Wonderful. Well, if it's cool with you, we'll tag you in it when this drops. And uh, and Jordan, it's been really nice, man. Really appreciate your time today. Oh, I've been great chatting to you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Go check out go check out Young Americans and then go and check out Marksman. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's that's, your, that's your homework, man. Way. That's your homework. I'm ready for that. <laughs> Thanks yeah. loads, Jordan. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jordan, for being an amazing guest. Uh, hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun having that chat. Um, as mentioned at the beginning, go explore the back catalogue. There's 450 episodes. Go have a rummage. And like, and if you don't recognise someone in there, press play. Because just because sometimes, you know, you, you might sort of scroll through and go, Foo Fighters, wow, or like Fatboy Slim, and, and you know, you recognise, you know, lots of the super famous people in the list, and there's, you know, there's a fair old whack of them, but there might be someone that you might just sort of skim past and you might not be overly familiar with. Have a gamble, press play on one of them, because I'm going to be honest with you, some of the best episodes and the best conversations I've had might be with people that maybe... You, you know, you, you might not be overly familiar with, and uh, so let that be a, a little a little tip for you. Go and uh, go and check out some of the ones that um you might not uh, you might not recognise. You know, that might not be a you know a motley crew uh, or or a you know a cigar or a suede or whatever. Uh, go, you just go and have a rummage. You do whatever you want. I ain't telling you where to go. You 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 can just go and listen to whatever you want to listen to. Um, Right, I think I'm done. Thanks ever so much for um, for supporting the podcast. Uh, everything you need to know about Patreon and back catalogue and social media, it's your one-stop shop, which is Off The Beat and Track Podcast. That's beat and, not beaten. Beatandtrackpodcast.com. I'm back next time. In the meantime, be uh, excellent to each other, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>